ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Relationships Rule. My guest this week, and I'm this is really exciting for me, I have to say, is Bryn Tillman. Bryn Tillman is the LinkedIn whisperer. And as you know, I'm a LinkedIn trainer. So I looked up to Bryn and all that she does. I've learned so much from her. And uh, we'll dig into that a little bit as we go forward. So Bryn is the CEO of Social Sales Link. And for over a decade, she has been teaching entrepreneurs, sales teams, and business leaders how to leverage LinkedIn by social selling, which is what like I couldn't align with a better person. So first of all, welcome. Welcome to the show. Yes, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm just as excited to be here as you are to have me. So it's fabulous. Fantastic. So I want to start really actually by saying, where did that lovely title come from? The LinkedIn Whisperer. How did you get that moniker? Uh, Fred Diamond from the IES, which is... um, uh, an organization out of the DC, Virginia area. He runs it and um, he was introducing me to speak. And he said, Well, how do I introduce you? And I said, Whatever makes sense for you. And so he said, The LinkedIn Whisperer. And that was probably 10 years ago, maybe eight. And it has stuck. Oh, that's amazing. Well, it's, it's definitely true. You, you, you definitely have the answers. So I would just say um, to, um, for my, any of my audience that hasn't um, uh, experienced you at all, that um, Bryn through her company, Social Sales Link, uh, provides training on a regular basis, like twice a week, has an amazing library of um, information, resources, and so forth that people can access. She has a membership uh, program, of course, which is um, where you get all the good stuff. And uh, and so for years, it's like um, if I well, not for years. What once I once I hooked into how I could get answers to questions that puzzled me, I found Brent. However, what what really attracted me was the fact that we think alike. It's all about relationships. It's all about people. And I think I've, you know, listened and watched many LinkedIn trainers, but that was the thing that got me the most is that it's it's really about relationships. So your philosophy is called, is about authentic social selling. So let's tell my audience how you would define that. Well, the first thing is I, I challenge you to put yourself in an in-person mindset okay. when you're working on LinkedIn. We are at our most authentic when we're kneecap to kneecap, eyeball to eyeball, right? Like when we're having these real conversations with real people, right? real events. However, we get on LinkedIn and all of a sudden we're like, lead list. Yeah. And that's right. And that's broken. What we really need to do is treat the person on the other side of the message the same way we would if they were on the other side of the table. They are not a lead 
until they say, hey, tell me about how you might be able to help my, me and my company or my team or whatever. Right. They are not a lead. They are a human being that may hit the qualifications that you're looking to work with. Right. But if you treat them like a lead, then they're going to treat you like a transactional salesperson. Right. You know, so the goal really is we have to build rapport, be a resource in a way that you know, creates trust and credibility, and that begins a relationship. You are not going to create relationships on LinkedIn. You are going to begin right. relationships on LinkedIn. And if we start with the connect and pitch, all we're doing is repelling these folks, not creating conversations. So that's so, so perfect. Um, so it, it, that leads me to a question, though, that... Um, I go back and forth with when, I mean, I am that networker. I am the person that worked the room and knew exactly who I wanted to talk to in the room and how to talk to them when it's online sometimes. And, and I think I do a pretty good job of building rapport with people, but sometimes I, I waver. Is it too soon to ask a direct question? For example, are you looking to, you know, um, uh, are you looking to uh, use LinkedIn more for growing your business or something to do with that? Um, do you think it's, it's, when is the best time in your estimation to do that, for example? So we have to earn the right, yeah. right? So the best time is going to be a different time with every conversation. So I never want to give a blanket statement like right. this is the cadence when they do this, then do this. But at the same time, I'm going to give you a general cadence yeah. that with the caveat that every single interaction is personalized, customized, tailored to them. But I'm going to go with as high level, like what would it look like? Okay. So I identify someone that I would really love to prospect. I want to put them at the top of my funnel. They are the exact person I want to work with. The first thing I do is I look to see if we have any shared connections. Mm -hmm. So if I, if I know someone well that's connected to them, or maybe we have eight shared connections. And of those eight, I know five. I might send all five a note that says, you know, hey, Fred, notice you're connected to Janice Porter. I'm really looking forward uh, to talking with her. But before I reach out to her next week, I'm wondering how well do you know her? And if you have any insights you might be able to share. Hmm. Right now he comes back and he's like, oh, Janice, she's awesome. We worked together 10 years ago. You're going to love her. Now I can go one of two ways, depending on my relationship with Fred. Yeah. I can ask for an introduction if I have a strong enough relationship with him, or I can ask permission to name drop if I have a medium relationship with him. Like, great, you know, is it okay when I reach out to Janice that I mentioned we chatted and that you thought it made sense for me to talk to her? Or if it's like, it's a superficial, I maybe never even talked to Fred outside of LinkedIn, I might say, when I reach out to her, should I tell her you said hello? Mm. Right? right? Three levels there. Right. So there's right. So there's three levels of really hot introduction, medium permission to name drop. Do you want me to say hello? You know, and 
no one, I, uh, there's no one that I've talked to, including my clients, where if the reaction is, yeah, she's awesome. I know her. I like her. They will always say yes to, to tell her I said hello. Yeah. But now when I reach out and I see Janice, I'm using Fred Diamond because we talked about him earlier, but you know, Fred, Fred Diamond and I were chatting on LinkedIn. Your name came up and he says hello. Right. Yeah. I don't have to say much more. I could go in, you know, uh, you know, I'd love to add you to my network. Please visit my profile. Mm-hmm. And if you think I can add value to you, you know, to your network, please accept my connection request. So all that is in the connection request. 300 characters. Yep. Well, and, and I often tell people not to put too much in there because most people don't read it. That's the thing. They just accept or ignore. But well, that goes into your inbox though, right? Yes. So they may not see it when they accept. Right. But it now is an unread message in the inbox. Got it. Yeah. So they do get it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I am a hundred percent of the time. I mean, unless it's your grandmother, right. Put in a note, right. Just oh, definitely, in, definitely, yeah, definitely. Put put in in a note. Note, but I just didn't know how much I would put in. The, so the most important thing they see is our shared connections. Name. Yeah. Yeah. They tend to read it. If they see that. Good point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's the first level. So there's the first level and then ABC on the first level. Yeah. If you have a shared connection. Okay. Next one is my only shared connections are my competition and I can't ask them. Right. Happens a lot. Right. So now what do I do? Well, there are a few things. Check to see if they have activity. Right. Go, you just go to their profile. You check to see if they have activity. If they do engage on something they posted not necessarily so i i like go to activity and then posts right so even if it's old like let's say you look through and you're like ah this isn't worth engaging with oh this one's two months old do i engage 100 percent. but if there's an elephant in the room put a bow on it <laughs> so janice just came across your post from two months ago I recognize I'm late to the party, but I'm so glad I found it because. Got it. So now you shared a post on the algorithm in LinkedIn. And I go out and I Google algorithm and I go, oh, Richard Vonderblum, he's got some great stuff. And I reach back, right? You're not my connection yet. I just engaged. And now I send a connection request. Janice, thanks so much for sharing that information on the algorithm. I'm not sure if you saw Richard Vonderblum's report on the algorithm. I'm happy to send you a link. Mm-hmm. If you're open, let's connect. So now I'm not talking about me or what I do. So this is the in-person conversation, right? Oh. If we're talking and you talk about a topic, I want to talk about that topic because that's what you care about. Right. One of the mistakes we make as business owners or entrepreneurs or coaches or or even like individual sales people that seem to be an entrepreneur, even if you have a boss kind of thing, right? Yeah. One of the mistakes that we make is that we're sharing content we want them to know about, not content they want to consume. And recognize that even if you know you have a huge solution for them. Mm -hmm. 
something that can really be of great value, if you offer it too soon, they don't see the value, they see the pitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say what this always makes me think, and this is what I, I do this in my own way, is that to be authentic and to be real, it takes time and it's individual, right? You can't be doing it, you know, you know, sending out 50 requests a day. It has to be real. I know you can't do that anyway, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can do a hundred a week, but yes, but don't, right? So it's like, if you walk into a networking room and there's 150 people in the room, you are not going to talk to all of them. Otherwise, the entire night is, hi, I'm Bryn, please take my card. Hi, I'm Bryn. And and I have no conversations. All they do is like throw out my card, right? Maybe, maybe they become a connection, but it's like opening up the yellow pages. Remember those? Yeah, yeah, right. I do. I do. <laughs> so don't like, don't just collect business cards. Right. The other thing that you said is so important. We have to personalize this. We have to slow down our outreach to speed up our outcome. I love that. I love that quote. That your quote. I love it. Thank it's you. great. We have to slow down our outcome. No. Slow down our outreach. Our outreach to speed up the outcome, up right? The outcome. right. It, I wrote it down somewhere. Yes. It's yeah, really- when we slow it down and we take our time to have a conversation, a real conversation, not like, Oh, when can I pitch? Like, so here, here, the mentality, the mindset, detach from what that prospect is worth to you and attach to what you are worth to the prospect. Your only goal is to bring them value, not to get a sale. If you get a sale, it's a bonus. Right. And that's about caring about people and and showing that you care. I know. That's Um, authentic. That's right. That's totally authentic. So talk to me. I'm just going to switch topics a little bit, but talk to me about um, the value of um, uh, what's it called? Like searching for connections of. Because that's part of a really cool one as well that I learned from you. And so one of the reasons I was a sales trainer like over a decade ago, and I was an okay sales trainer. I mean, I was okay. Um, And one of the things that I hated was the cold calling. I I just didn't like it. Now, for some people, it works. I'm not saying cold calling is dead. I'm just saying it's dead to me. (laughs) <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I just, I just, it, it was awful. And it wasn't even, I'm fine picking up the phone. I love having conversations. Yeah. For I know me, it felt like an, an, it's not, and I wasn't even okay with rejection. For me, it was an enormous amount of wasted time dialing for dollars. It was just hours and hours of not connecting and leaving voicemails and, right. and it just didn't feel productive, which is why I didn't like it. So, you know, I, I very early on understood the power of referrals. Mm-hmm. There's actually a book by Bob Berg called Endless Referrals, which I think yeah. is one of it's the top three books that really um, is the foundation of my, my what I teach. Like it's just at my core. Okay. So, so referrals, even before LinkedIn, because it was so much better than, (laughs) than cold calling. Right. And you have clients that love you. They're happy to refer you. 
So when I saw LinkedIn and this ability to search our connections, connections of our connections, connections, right? I recognized that this was a game changer and perhaps the most valuable sales tool ever invented Hmm. because I can now search instead of saying, Hey, Mr. Klein, who do you know that could use my products and services the same way you have, right? I can now say, um, Hey, Janice, I know you're connected to quite a few people on LinkedIn that I'm looking to get in front of. I know we've been able to help you do X, Y, and Z, and I'm thinking we might be able to help them too. Can I run these names by you? And now I get on a call with my client. We run through the 27 names I've identified quickly. Mm-hmm. Six of them, she, you know, right? And you're like, these would be great. And now you're going to determine my relationship with this client. Am I comfortable putting work on you? Am I co- So I have two paths. One is I can ask you to make introductions right. or I can ask to name drop. And right. if you, most of the time, now, probably all of the time, I will ask for the permission to name drop because both I have experienced this hiccup and so have some of my clients. So we've changed about three years ago. We changed the way we stopped asking for introductions and moving to permission to name drop because what happened is Janice, you're like, absolutely, Brent, you're fabulous. I'm happy to introduce you to all these people. And then you go on with your life. And a week later, you're like, oh my God, I never made those introductions for Bryn, but I'm busy. And I don't now I don't know what to do. And I don't remember where I put my notes. And then you start to ghost me because you're embarrassed. And that is the last thing we want to create with right. our relationship with our client. But if I say, Janice, is it okay when I reach out to these folks that I let them know you're my happy client and that you thought it made sense for me to reach out? And yeah. you get a yes every time, right? Sure. The other thing is the picture. they don't have to worry about it. Uh, yeah, you take the work off there, th- th- you're done. Yeah. Now, you can also go back to the well in a couple of weeks or years or months yeah. because it, you could, hey, found someone else you're connected to. Can I drop your name? Yes. Great. So it, it's so easy to continue to get those. We also A-B tested it and it was only, so we had a slightly less success with the actual introductions or the actual permission to name drop, but we had a greater success on the numbers of people we could name drop. So one-to-one, the introduction was a little bit more effective. Got it. But one-to-one, you can't ask for more than two or three introductions, but you can ask for 10 or 12 name drops. Yeah. Right. So, and, and, on both sides, they're connecting with you. It's just a little more nurturing mm-hmm. on the name drop side. And, and how much follow-up do you do to thank that person or to, you know, if something comes of it or do you just keep moving, you know? Well, the best practices is always keep your, your client in the loop. Thank you so much for the introduction. We're having our first call next week. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. So, you know, the most important relationship is your client relationship. Of course. Need, right. Like we need to keep that intact, right? That we need to keep our integrity with them. Um, I've had clients say, oh, you don't have to, you don't have to keep following up with me. I appreciate it. They're like, enough. You don't have to tell me, but it's okay. I did the best, you know? And then that's 
that, yeah. that's fine, right? Sure. And of um, course, my, the other part of my business is, is sending cards and gifts. So I would always just maybe drop a card just to show them the appreciation or send them some brownies or something like that. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. I think that's, that's I mean, I'm not as organized. I guess is that a, a send out cards? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love getting them, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh, I, I have people that get like, I'll, we'll do like a, a a Zoom call. They they take a screenshot of the Zoom call and they send us the picture of us. Uh, that yeah. is, you can't throw that out. I do that all the like, time. I know it's it's fantastic because there are pictures on it, and so um, we'll do one later. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna yeah. I, when I get the card for this one, I am gonna do a, a link. <laughs> um. So so I want to shift gears just a little bit because you and I are both about relationships and and messaging and talking to people and 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 um definitely looking to f- to provide value for them in that respect of who they are and what they do mm-hmm. tell me about your um uh maybe your ratio of things like i am not a writer so i tend to not want to do a lot of content um i know i have to be up there so you know have to be visible and and build my authority, but I'm not very good at that. I'll, I'll admit it. Cause I'd rather talk to people. So what's the percentage necessary or how do you, how do you manage both? I mean, is it a full-time job for you? It can't be because you're helping clients. So, okay. yeah. So, so let, we'll, we'll attack this in a couple of little. Okay. So the first thing is engagement is more important than yes. you sharing your content, you engaging. So the new ring the bell, Yes. Of someone's profile as magic, because now you're alerted when your prospects share content and you can engage. And people that share content would much rather you engage on their content than actually send them your content. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. So that's like engaging, 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 engaging. Mm-hmm. And and I would say if you take 15 or 20 minutes a day to engage you're probably hitting 50 to 60 or 70 people. Like it's fast, right? Now the new algorithm, Richard Vonderbrugge's report tells us we should comment first and then react. It's much better for us and for the author of the content. How how do they know the difference? Like LinkedIn, it's part of the algorithm. It looks at the first thing that, you do on a post. So currently they're saying comment first, then react. Okay. Right. So, so fabulous. We do that. We go out and, you know, I've got my top 10 clients that I want to engage with this week. I, or this month or whatever that looks like. And I'm engaging. And now I notice that, um, Janice Porter shared, you know, um, a Brene Brown post, mm-hmm. right? On leadership and relationships, whatever, right? And I'm like, oh, I love Brene Brown. So I go in and I like and comment. Well, no, I comment and like your post. Yeah. Um, and then I go out and I use listennotes.com and I find a Brene Brown uh, podcast. And I'm like, Janice, really loved the article you shared. I am not sure now it could be a connection request. You may, you can ring a bell of someone if you follow them first, even if they're, you're not connected, even if they don't know you exist, you can follow and ring their bell. So Janice never heard of Bryn Tillman and I go ring her bell and she now shares something. And 
I have an opportunity to engage. So I comment and, and react. And I actually will do the light bulb or it, like, or the funny the guy or the emojis instead of the thumbs up only because you stand out more. It's really about recognition. Yeah. Um, but so now, you know, I, now I reach out and I say, you know, Janice, thank you so much for posting that Brene Brown article on leadership. It was fabulous. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard her podcast last week on topic, but if you're interested, let's connect and I'll send you a link. So you, to send it. you don't send it. You ask for permission. I a hundred percent of the time ask for permission. Yeah. You so what are the, just out of argument say, what are the odds of her, of that person seeing it? Because you're not connected, like and no, maybe, it's a connection request. Oh, it is a connection request. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm already it following is. her, so now it's a connection request. Got I'm it. following now. Yeah, I'm following. I engaged. Yes. She knows my name. Yes. It's totally authentic because I read the post. Yes. I commented on her post and read the post, please. Yes. Right. That that's what I mean. Slow it down. Like authentic. Do not engage without being authentic around that. That takes me back to the profile and thinking when people reach out to uh, with those those um, first messages or or even requests to connect and they say something or they're pitching like, have you looked at my profile? You know, like that's just the turnoff of all turnoffs to me. Like the whole point is to if you've taken the time and created an optimized profile, which is where it all starts, in my opinion, and then uh, at least show me that you've read it, you know? Because- well, most of the time it's automation. Yes. So that's most of the time, like, there, you know, because I respond, and I'm sure you get this all the time, like, wow, I'm so impressed with your experience. Yeah. I respond because, yeah. I, you know, I'm a LinkedIn addict, so I'm yes. not, yeah. we're, you, you can definitely ignore those people. But I respond with, Wow, thank you so much. What about my profile stood out to you? <laughs> and then yeah. and then I get a auto response. Thanks for connecting. I didn't reconnect. <laughs> I just responded. So most of the time it's automation. Um, you know, every once in a while they'll come back and say, Well, I see you're a CEO. And I said, Well, what impresses you about that? Like I keep like if you're gonna oh, say it, I'm gonna pull it out. And then they go, and I got it. Yeah. They never show up again. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, So what do you say to people who, you know, they might be a prospect and uh, they're talking to you about their LinkedIn and they'll say something like, well, you know, I've got 15,000 connections, like they're showing off and, you know, like, well, that's great. Congratulations. Do you, do you talk to them? Are you in relationship with them? What, you know, how are you using them? You know, because they're still looking for new, always looking for new. What do you say to people? Take inventory, Mm. export your connections or do a really good search of your first degree connections. And every one of our clients, when they start with our program, will export their connections, create a list on the left-hand side and start categorizing them. And everyone's going to have their own category, but we call it CPR. We breathe life back into our existing connections that we've been ignoring, but we identify clients, prospects, and referral partners, CPRs. Yeah. Love okay. It. Yeah. So, and some they may say, well, that's, I have 15,000. How do I do that? 
10 a day, you know, and, and maybe 20 a day, but you're not reaching out to all of them. There may be 10%. So maybe there's 1500 that you want to connect with. Mm -hmm. So if you did 110 a month, Mm -hmm. right. By the end of the year, you'll have reached the ones that you want to connect with. And it may be less than that. You may find 80 people in your 15,000. That makes sense. But you need to now reach out. And for me, the first thing I want to do when I've been ignoring someone is send them a personal video. Mm, Great idea. And you just pick up your phone for people that don't like to write. We're talkers. I I love that. Yep. Right. And just say, you know, your name came up on LinkedIn. You know, you can even say your name came up in a LinkedIn search that I did. And I realized it's been a long time since we connected you know, as a networker, I like to reach out. I, you know, I, you know, if you are interested in reconnecting and having a conversation, let me know. I'm always um, happy to, you know, w- whatever we want to do. Yeah. The bottom, and they may say, you know, oh, that's really nice, but I'm really busy right now. It's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I'm here, and and sometimes I'll say I'm going to put my link to my calendar below. If you want to set up 15 minutes, I would love to reconnect with you. Find out what you're up to and see where I might be able to bring value. Here's been, the thing. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying I've been um, doing that outreach to my past connections and it's really good. It's really working because, you know, I got a, a message today saying, are you still doing those profile reviews? Blah, blah, blah. And it was someone that I'd reached out like that just to say hi, you know. Yeah. And, and if your profile, they're like, oh, wait, who's Janice? And then you look at your profile and your profile's done well. It's like, oh yeah, she's the one that does amazing LinkedIn profile makeovers. Right. So it's absolutely a great way to go. So uh, unbelievable. It sounds so easy and it sounds so, um, simple, but it takes a little bit of time and you just have to believe in the fact that building relationships is the way to go because that's really my people and your people, right? Um, So just before we we, um, wrap up, I want to ask you one of my favorite questions. I'm going to ask you a two-part question and then I'm going to ask you one more question after that. So the two-part question is this. I, my favorite word is curiosity. I love being curious. And I think that's why I love my podcast because I get to ask lots of questions. Um, so do you believe that curiosity is innate or learned? And part two, what are you most curious about today? So I think there is an innate curiosity in some folks, but I do believe you can teach it. Now, one of the, we talk about authentic and one of the worst phrases that gets to me is fake it till you make it. Yeah. But with curiosity, if if you have, let's say you have, you hire a sales rep or you're bringing someone in and you want to create curiosity in them, you, uh, you have, there has to be a what's in it for me to learn about them. Right. And so whether it's, you know, if you come away understanding this, this, and this, you're able to solve a problem better. Like, it's not just, I'm curious what keeps you up at night. Right. That's, that's it, it's, I'm curious what your biggest challenges are so that if I can solve them, I can help you. Mm-hmm. And if I can't solve them, I can introduce you to someone who can. Perfect. 
And so if you come from that mindset, now there is a natural curiosity. My sister-in-law used to make fun of me all the time because we would go to the gym together and work out three days a week. In the same, we had the same aerobics class. We had the same group. I knew everybody who had three kids, who was getting divorced. Who, and she's like, I don't know anyone's name. How do you know this? Because I am innately curious. So the innate curiosity makes typically for a, a good relationship builder. Yeah. The second yeah. part was. What are you most curious about? What to- am I most curious about? So. I was asked on a podcast years ago, what is my, you know, what is my business superpower? And after thinking about it for a while, I figured it out. My business where I'm really good is helping other people articulate their superhero power, right? So whether, whether it's the profile or the content that we're creating or, what like I help them to really let their world understand the value that they bring, and I've seen so, you in action doing that. And it, it that it is an art. There's no question. And I, I have to admit, I do that a little bit with profiles. With um, good with about sections, I like to pull that out of the client. I do it with them, and and so I, I totally get it. And it's it is it's a it's an art to be able to to get them to talk, right? To get them to bring out what you what they really want to bring out, but they they're having trouble with it. So, well, I love deeply, passionately love not only learning about the other person, but watching them discover how to talk about what they do in a way that transforms not just their LinkedIn engagement, but the way that they talk to people, right? Like, cause it's just so much fun. So my curiosity lies in finding those magic nuggets that really has the impact. So that's, that's, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, and that is special. There's no question to be able to do that with people. So that's amazing. Okay, last question. Um, What would be your best piece of advice to my listeners around LinkedIn and your take on it? I'll just leave it open. So whatever you want to say. Wow, that's a big one. My best piece of advice, I kind of already said, but I'm going to repeat it, is detach from what the prospect is worth to you and attached to what you are worth to the prospect. Keep that in mind. You are not here to make a sale. You are here to start a conversation. And, you know, if you are in it to sell, the person on the other side of the message feels it, tastes it, smells it, right? Like they know, but if you are really in it to provide value and be a resource and build credibility at, you know, at, through earning the right, ultimately earning the right to get the conversation, the sale will come when the time is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you can't like, and this is sometimes some of my problems when I'm working with large corporations, where like, we have a number to hit this month. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I get that, right? I get that. But the pressure to sell someone yeah. kills your numbers. Yes, yes right? Like take the pressure off and start measuring other KPIs, other key performance Mm -hmm. indicators. Mm -hmm. Start looking at 
you know, may, yeah, maybe it'll take two more months to build a pipeline, but then 90% of that pipeline closes because you've done it right. It's, you know, so it's really about understanding that these are human beings, not leads. Great advice and a great place to say thank you. And thank you for all that you do. And um, people can find you at socialsaleslink.com, correct? Yep. And um, is there anything in, uh, you, they should look at your programs? They should. Well, look- we have a free public library. Yes, you with do. Lots of downloads and lo- just lots of content. So if you go to socialsaleslink.com slash library, yep. you can sign up for free. Lots of stuff there, really free, I promise. Oh, I know. I've been there. It's amazing. And before I joined um, your group, I was doing that. But, you know, it's like everything else. We only have so much time. So I'm still slowly going through it and learning every day that I do. And I um, I love that I can um, have a resource that that is in the same mindset as me. So it, it's amazing. So thank you again. Thank you for being on the podcast on my audience, please, I encourage you to go and check out Bryn's um, free library for sure. And you get to get a sense of who she is and and, um, what her work is all about. And we're on the same page. And I always feel there's enough out there for all of us. So, um, so it it never worries me. So thank you again. And to my audience, please, if you um, found some value in this, please leave a, a review. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.